another crazy story of really the end of Shaul's reign, Shaul's descendants. Avner was dead, murdered. Shaul's son Ishbosheth heard that Avner died in Hebron, and his hand slackened. All the Israelites pa- panicked. They realized that they really cannot stand up against David. Although David didn't even organize this death. Now two men, commanders of troops, who were with Shaul's son, one was Bana and one was Rechav, and they were of the children of Benjamin, in a place called Be'erot. Now the rest of the Be'erotite fled to Gitaim, and they are there to the original day. Now we're just going to get a little parenthetical statement. Yehonatan, son of Shaul, had a son who was with crippled legs. How was he crippled? He was five years old when the news about the death of Shaul and Yonatan came from Israel. His nurse was carrying him as she fled. In her haste, he fell down and got irreversible damage and became crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now, back to the story. These two brothers, son of Rimon Be'erotite, the, the guys named Rechav and Bana, went and arrived in the heat of the day at the house of Ishbosheth. He was lying down for midday race, rest. They came into the interior of the house, dressed as purchasers of wheat. They basically snuck in. He obviously had guards, and they had to be deceptive. And they smot him in the lower stomach, and Rechav and Bana subsequently escaped. What did they exactly do? The, the Tanakh goes into more detail. They came into the house to the inner room while Ishboshet was lying in his bed in his bedroom. They smot him, put him to death, removed his head. They took his head and went via the Arava, Jordan Valley, to Hebron, traveling all night. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David in Hebron, and they said, Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, son of Shaul, who was your enemy and who sought your life. The Lord has provided a great revenge to my lord the king this day from Shaul and from his descendants. As you can imagine, based on the previous story, David is far from oppressed. David answers Rechav and Bana, his brothers, sons of Rimon, Beretite, and says to them, makes an oath. As the Lord lives, he who has redeemed my life from every trouble, for the one, let me tell you a story, he says, the young Amalekite who told me, behold, Shaul is dead, and he was like a herald of good tidings in his eyes. I seized him and killed him in Siklag, if you remember a few chapters ago. That is what I gave a payment for his tithing. Do you really think I'm going to treat you any better? Now that man didn't even murder Shaul, Shaul was pretty much dead. He merely informed me that he had slain the king at, at Shaul's behest. In other words, Shaul was almost dead and Shaul had asked the guy to kill him. Your offense is more severe. All the more so shall it be done for the wicked man who kills an innocent righteous man in his own house, on his own bed. Talk about, you know, being a coward. Truly I will seek his blood from his, your hands, avenge his death, and eliminate you from the earth. David commanded the young men who were with him, and they killed these two people. They severed their hands and feet as an act of denigration, and they hung the bodies and whatever, all the limbs, at the pool in Hebron, so people see what punishment was done. They took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the grave of Avner in Hebron. These two events are connected because they both pretty much heralded the end of Shaul's family. The death, the defection and death of Avner, and the assassination of Ishbosheth. Remember, Avner was pretty much ruling the king in practice. 
Since there was no nearer or more convenient burial place available, they buried the Shposhet's head alongside the body of Avner, who was his relative, and also, as we said, because they both signified the end of an era.